Hey, everybody, you're kicking it with the Homeboys and the Homeboys podcast, where we talk everything in the world of real estate investing. Whether you're just getting started or a seasoned vet, we're going to give you our over 40 years of combined real estate experience to help you on your investing journey. Today, we've got a very popular topic. We are talking about vacation rentals and Airbnbs. That's right. In the news lately, there's been a lot of doom and gloom with folks who have Airbnbs and are experiencing some vacancy rates. But before we get into the good and the bad and the maybe even worse news, we wanted to just say there's nothing more important than family. And if you have bought an Airbnb or are looking at one that's going to be kind of for personal use with you and your family gathering under one roof, we encourage you to pull that trigger and do it. There is nothing better than having a vacation home that brings your family all together. We've been blessed to each have vacation properties in our family's lives, and they have brought some amazing, amazing memories. And they may not have been the greatest real estate investments, but boy, the pleasure, the memories, it's all been worth it. So we don't want to scare you away from making an awesome family decision. But we are going to talk some cold hard economics as far as Airbnb goes. And you may want to look at those numbers twice, three times, four times before you go pulling that trigger, unless it's for you and your family. It's very well said. I, uh, I've had a lot of joy through Airbnb, not only uh, ones that I've owned, but um, you know, my family and I, we go to Gatlinburg, uh, Tennessee, and Pigeon Forge quite a bit. And we, we're always getting an Airbnb. And I've had phenomenal experience, you know, renting Airbnbs in, in, in that area. And, you know, we've done it on some of our work trips as well. And I start, you know, I stay in one starting Monday. I'm yeah, a, yeah, you're I'm, heading out. You're yeah, west, right? Yeah, I'm going to be in an Airbnb on San Diego, uh, at, on Mission Beach, right on San Diego. Beautiful Airbnb. So I'm a giant Airbnb guy. Like you said, when you travel, the first place you look is VRBO or Airbnb. Same with me. I'm going to Key West in uh, February with a bunch of friends. We all rented houses. Hotels there were expensive. So we're big fans of Airbnbs in a lot of ways. I think it's important to say that because we're going to get a little pessimistic here. Um, you know, when we're talking Airbnb, uh, uh, this actually, you and I were speaking about uh, a Dave Ramsey um, clip that we saw, read an article, watched a clip, you know, where he talked about uh, some oversaturation, uh, some different things going on in the Airbnb market. And we feel like it's important to, to our listeners to, to tell them uh, because it's a very popular topic. There's so many people uh, and, you know, what we have with our, with our clients, we have a back and forth a lot where people are, you know, asking about, you know, doing Airbnbs, even here where we live in the Midwest. And, you know, we've always been cautious uh, about it. There's been a sea of people flood into the market, you know, wanting to get into Airbnb. They look at these returns that they've seen. Um, but, you know, my personal opinion is we came out of COVID and there was a pent up demand for travel, you know, coming out of COVID. Everyone was tired of being at home and wanted to get out. And, you know, you saw a huge demand for Airbnb properties, you know, with travel. And I just don't believe that that demand is sustainable. And we're already seeing, you know, um, that demand go down. You're also seeing um, local governments, 
restrict, have restrictions on Airbnbs. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of caution that needs to be exercised with investors because in a lot of cases, I'll just give you a, for example, another place that uh, my wife and I you know, love dearly is Nashville, Tennessee. And I know a lot of people that have gotten into that market and they were buying houses at exceptional values, like not, not exceptional good, like very, very overinflated um, from even appraised value because everything was based off of the returns that they were getting on Airbnbs. And I worry about the sustainability of that. Yeah, you've made a, a bunch of great points here. And first of all, if you're interested in this Dave, Dave Ramsey article or a couple of others, uh, go to homeboyspodcast.com and we've got links um, to, to what Dave Ramsey and, and a lot of other folks are saying out there that kind of parrot what, what Clint just said. But there are some giant risks and Clint is right. It's very interesting to see some of these markets that were kind of built uh, as far as pricing and, and appreciation around the Airbnb price. And the Airbnb price of homes is different than the market price of homes because folks will pay more based on rents. And it's driven some of those markets uh, up to the point where even when they started, we thought they were too high. And you've made some great points in there. First of all, there's municipalities that have just turned on on Airbnb. They do not like having those. They think that uh, people should stay in, in hotels and in areas that are selected, not mixed in in neighborhoods where single families are. And a lot of people are revolting. And in in Dave Ramsey's article, it was very interesting where he talked about uh, a trend, and I don't know where he got this data, but he's saying that people are also fed up with the conditions of Airbnbs and VRBOs being an unknown. So people don't like that it's up to the owner to keep it to a certain degree. So like if you go to a Marriott, you know the level of the place you're going to be at. It's pretty simple. If you go to a uh, a night's in or a motel six, you know, the level that that is going to be in. But with the Airbnbs, there's some unknowns and there's some, um, there's, there's some, it's not as simple. It's not as clear cut. Like, uh, when I went to Florida and stayed at Airbnb with Mandy last time, we got in at like 1am, our flight landed at 1130 by the time we got there and our code to the door didn't work. And thankfully there was a, a guy who was happened to like had rented it before and had his old code. So that's scary on two levels. A, we would have had to go get a hotel that night. B, somebody else had the code to our door, a random guy renting uh, the unit next and his old code still worked. So there's a lot of these weird little things that people are kind of like, okay, I'm going back to hotels. That's what Dave Ramsey was saying. Well, and I think there's a lot of people that discount uh, Dave Ramsey and say, oh, he's old school thinking and, um, you know, he's not in tune with, uh, with the new times. Let me be the first to tell you, people really need to hone in he, on Dave Ramsey. Yes, it's not sexy advice, but it's very conservative advice. And he is really smart. I don't care what anyone says that there's, I think it's important to say no one is going to be hurt 
by the advice that they get from Dave Ramsey. I agree with 98% of what Dave Ramsey says and the 2% is not harmful that I disagree with. Right. He's not going to, you're not right. going to, you're not going to get hurt by Dave Ramsey's advice. No. I, I welcome it. Um, you know, we he even had a course at our, at our, our church, um, you know, on responsible, you know, spending and saving and tithing. Um, I just, I really look up to him and I encourage the people that discount Dave Ramsey don't. I think that he gives a lot of really sound advice. And like I said, the advice is not going to hurt you. Um, it's only going to help you. And there's a lot of advice that's being you know spewed out on social media. Um, in particular, let's just talk about Airbnb since that's what we're talking about. It's dangerous. Very, very. Because there, there's this trend where it's cool and just like everything else on social media, that Instagram lifestyle where you're showing the best of the best um, does not cover reality. And with Airbnbs, the only reason Dave Ramsey's even talking about it is because everybody else is talking about it. So this isn't just some like something that Dave Ramsey picked out of a hat and said, hey guys, we should all pay attention to Airbnbs. No, if you're watching, if you pay attention to the news on investment real estate, or even you live in a vacation area, you've already seen this on the news, the vacancy rates going up. Um, we saw a report that Palm Beach, uh, California had vacancy rates of almost 98% vacancy rate. So all these people who went out there and bought those million dollar vacation properties to rent out just to have nobody in them. Just nobody in them. Right. Spent millions of dollars fixing it up, getting it furnished, and no one in them. And, you know, our experience is in a little lower end than that, but we've owned a lot of Airbnbs over our life. And we have some really cool things that have happened and we've had some successes. But as an example, we had a Airbnb in in um Cape Coral, which is right outside of Fort Fort Myers. So we had this Airbnb in Fort Myers on the canal, long view, pull out back, great property. And we had that our property manager down there literally taking our money from rents and putting him them in his pocket and saying, no, it's not rented. And what did you do about that? Well, I think it's important to say in Airbnb investing, the management can be an absolute nightmare. And what I mean by that is you have to manage your property managers. Here we are in Indiana with these vacation rentals, you know, down in Florida. And we had a property manager that we grew suspect of. And we had a pool that they said uh, needs to be replaced, $30,000 to replace this pool. I thought that seemed extreme. We saw the pool not too long ago. It seemed great. to be working fine. Um, so I started calling pool companies. Randomly, one of the pool companies I called said, well, I was actually out at your place just a couple of days ago. You know, how weird is that? Well, that person then went on to say, well, I told your property manager that I could fix it for $300. Mm -hmm. And we had a $30,000, you know, quote on this. So I just, this came at a time where we were also suspect of the number of people that were renting it. And we thought that they were pocketing the money and saying that the place was vacant. So I took my wife and daughter, you know, newborn daughter, down to Florida, pulled a covert op while they're at the hotel. I go over. Our portal says that the property's vacant, and there's a family in there renting the property. 
I absolutely lost my mind. And you've seen Angry Clint come out. Angry Clint is out. I'm going bananas, telling this lady, you know, how ticked off I am and shame on you. And you don't mess with people like us. And, you know, we're going to come after you. About the same time, her husband pulls up and he's like 6'5". In a monster truck. In a monster truck. That's right. So he's like 6'5", with arms as big around as my waist. So fearing for my life, I just said, see you later. Got in the yep. car. Enjoy my money. And, uh, and drove <laughs> off. Uh, but anyhow, that's just one of the stories that we had from a horrible, horrible uh, management you know, nightmare that we had down there. There's just a lot of moving parts to uh, Airbnbs, people coming and going, and, you know, you have to fix things up, get it cleaned. You know, long-term rentals, you know, you have someone come rent the place out for a year or more, and you don't have to worry about, you know, the cleaning and, you know, all of those things. There's just a lot of moving parts, and we had a management nightmare down there in Florida. Uh, We finally got out of it. Uh, we did then go on uh, through recommendation of a uh, a colleague um, that we know in Florida, as someone that we have uh, that we knew through our speaking circuit recommended his sister actually mm-hmm. uh, to manage the property. She was magnificent, beautiful. It's great when you've got a great property manager to help you with those. But I would even argue when you do have a great property manager or yourself somehow managing them. There's all these systems I see online where people can kind of self-manage and you're outsourcing all of that stuff yourself. But either way, even when you have all of those ducks in a row, we have found that Airbnbs and Verbios are a lot less profitable than people lead on. Hey, in our situation, I'm lucky I didn't just die. That right. guy was literally cut me in half. Yeah. I mean, it was unreal the size of this guy. He, he, he would have drowned you in the new $30,000 pool he made you pay for you didn't need. That's right. <laughs> I think that you know he was uh, probably auditioning for WWF or something. Like, I mean, the guy was... I'm scared even talking about it. Well, his I remember thinking, I don't know how I could get in his car, his pickup truck. Cause it was so lifted, right? you know, and I'm a normal height guy. And so like, I was thinking, you know, he, he I mean, <laughs> I would need a step ladder to get in it, it he, but it probably fit him perfectly. It was like something you see like out of a movie. Here. Oh, and he, he was Austrian. Correct. So he sounded like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Correct. He didn't, he barely Correct. spoke English. Correct. Forgot about that part. And here I am going absolutely redneck wild, uh-huh. you know, on, on this guy's wife because they were stealing money. And then he pulls up and uh, it could have it could have gotten very ugly. Yeah, I love how we were worried about why isn't this renting? Why isn't this renting? Well, our Airbnb was renting. The money was just going straight into their pocket. And that's something you you know we we joke about, but it's so common. Um, you know, we've seen it not maybe not that extreme example in some of our other properties, but it's it's hard managing vacation properties from afar. It is. You know, it's so much more difficult to manage vacation properties from afar. People say, oh, well, you know, I get a, you know, I've got a property manager. Well, I don't know that uh, that property manager is making a lot more money on vacation rentals than say a property management company that does long-term rentals. Well, yeah, because they're there every day with changing towels and there's a lot more to it. Another, another concern with with these um, properties that you brought up is the municipalities. You and I were looking at a property in Madeira beach, Florida, 
where I really wanted to buy it. And it was, uh, I mean, we would have done well just because everything there is now worth millions of dollars, even an empty lot. But they had outlawed uh, Airbnbs of Airbnbs, and that's why we didn't buy it, because we couldn't rent it out short term. And Madeira Beach is a great example of that, where you had a lot of people buy these as VRBOs and Airbnbs, and they were outlawed. And those people, you want to talk about people who got hurt, you know, there was a big dip in the market there. Nobody wanted to buy those because you could literally drive two blocks down to Treasure Island in Florida and buy up the same condo there. And actually, it could be an Airbnb. So, Well, in an instance like that, like, you know, with with condos, it's only a matter of time before these condo associations, it's already started, but your condo association and a property that you own, that they're going to start discussing Airbnbs and what to do with them. And, you know, another example that I have, I've got a, a condo in downtown Indianapolis. It'd be the perfect, you know, Airbnb. Mm-hmm. They outlawed it. And, you know, at first I'm like, oh man, what a bummer. Why would they do that? You know, why would they do that? Well, imagine if, in that, let's say, let's say in that particular condo complex, there's a lot of people that are 60 and above that that's where they retired and that's where they live. Do they want to see, you know, families coming and going with their luggage like a hotel, um, you know, every three, four days? No, they don't want that. They're there. They want quiet. They, uh, they don't want to be bothered. And, you know, people go on vacation. Um, you know, they're, they're there to party, Yeah. you know, and in downtown Indianapolis, you know, it could be a Airbnb for, um, you know, we've had the Super Bowl, we've had the final four, we have all of these different things that go on. And as a property owner, I'm like, man, I'd love to cash in, you know, when the final four NCAA tournament comes to town. But, you know, people that live in that condo, they don't want to see the party and the coolers come rolling in and the right. stereos, you know, being turned up. And, you know, so it's only a matter of like common sense, really. People that live there, they don't want that to happen. And that's that's going to be a continued conversation with homeowners associations across the country, if not the world, you know, on allowing Airbnbs yeah. to come in. One other thing that's always concerned you and I about Airbnbs and VRBOs is basically the, the markets that most people uh, buy them in, which are um, pretty, uh, they're, they're not stable linear markets for cash flow. Um, there's a lot more risk involved there. And, and hey, maybe you'll get capture more appreciation. You know, during the elevator ride of the last 10 years, the people that bought in those markets, good for them. Um, But, you know, it doesn't always work that way. Those markets are not as stable as these linear markets that you and I believe in investing in. And so there's some risk to buying a lot of Airbnbs in these different places. Um, You know, don't get me wrong, though. The few success stories I've heard of VRBOs and Airbnbs are actually in boring markets. You know, we've got a friend here in our town I graduated high school with him, actually, um, who's here locally in Carmel, who's who's done well with his Airbnbs and, and VRBOs. I believe he's done well. I've never obviously seen his books. You can never really know some right. something for sure. But there may be an exception that I could get behind, which would be really boring Airbnbs in your hometown if you're in a Midwest or down south. You know, you live in Birmingham, Alabama. For all I know, maybe that would be the way to do it. But, you know, that's a lot of work and a lot of ifs. And I prefer to sit back and collect mailbox money. And that's what we, you know, preach to our clients is set it and forget it and let the tenant pay off your mortgage, collect those month, those rents every month. Take all the unknowns out of it. 
real estate's a, let's be honest, real estate's a pain in the pain in the behind. It is. It's, it's not like buying a stock. There's a little more work to it. Now you can take a lot of the headaches out of it by working with the right people, the good property management company. And that's what we believe in. And that's what we do for our clients. So why complicate it even further, even further by turning something into an Airbnb where people are coming and going? I mean, think about how much money you've spent on furniture on your Panama City Beach uh, VRBL or Airbnb. Think about that. How so much? you started you started this uh, this podcast off by talking about you know you can't put a price on spending time with family and you know this particular Airbnb that I have it was a family condo that I spent, you know, my childhood at with, with my parents. Um, and now since my dad has, has passed and my mom, you know, has had her, uh, illnesses as, as well, you know, I manage the property manager and, you know, that property is owned free and clear. It's in a, um, complex that's very popular for family. So the demand is super high, um, for, uh, you know, that rental. I mean, we have it rented out about 280 days out of the year. Uh, we go um, about 14 days out of the year, you know, we go down. But whenever I'm there, there's never a time that I'm not shopping for furniture. I'm shopping for furniture. 100% of my vacations down there, I'm replacing a piece of furniture. And normally, whenever I'm down there, I'm, last time I was there, I replaced a, a laundry room floor. The time before that, I painted the living room ceiling. Uh, the time before that, I was buying new appliances. Time before that, I was meeting a contractor uh, for um, to replace the closets. Um, you know, uh, to have a new shelving system. It's a lot of work. So even whenever you're using it for your own personal pleasure, there's a lot of time, energy, and effort that goes that goes into it. And you know, speaking on that particular condo, own free and clear. You know, rented 280 days out of out of the year, you'd be surprised. The cash flow isn't what you would think that it would be. You'd think that it would just be this cash monster that would bring in you know crazy yeah. amounts of money. And in the in in season, I mean, it rents for 800 to 900 dollars a night. You know, in the in the busy season, you know, it cash flows pretty well. But after you pay the homeowners association dues, um, after you pay the taxes you know, all the deferred maintenance and the furniture and all that stuff that you, you do on a year to year basis. It's not like crazy right. cash flow. Yeah. And that's owned free and clear. And keep in mind, there's people that would buy uh, a similar condo to this, you know, right now that condo sells for a million dollars. Yeah. So there's no way you're cash flowing at a million dollars. That's what I was about to say is, is to get a condo like what you have a penthouse directly on the beach in Florida directly on the beach, you're spending over a million dollars. You own nothing on this condo yet. You can barely make it cash flow. But that does kind of bring me to the end, which is Airbnbs, VRBOs have higher risks. They're very popular. We were, we've been saying be cautious for a very long time and it's becoming truer than ever as there's a trend for people to step away from Airbnbs and VRBOs, travel less, and also stay in hotels more. We love talking about real estate investing, and it's our passion. But there is much more to life than real estate investing. So we encourage everyone not to forget what is truly important. I've spent the last six days in the hospital with my mother, who is a cancer miracle, who's been through six brain surgeries, 
who's been through hip replacement, who eight years ago had um, cancer that metastasized to her brain and bones. And to see all of the problems that my mother has went through and to see that she's still got a smile on her face. And, you know, I'm just very gracious that I was, that I've been able to be there with her by her side. And it helps put things into perspective. Real estate investing, it's great. We love it. But you know what? There's nothing more important than your family. And, you know, Scotty's been through a lot of family issues here lately. You know, I've been through a lot of family issues, you know, and I'm just gracious that my mother is still here. And if there's anybody that does not believe in God, I could tell you the full story of my mother to say that God has been good to us. And I'm just so gracious that I still get to spend this time with her. We got to go home and it helped put things into perspective in my life that real estate is great, but family is much more important and don't ever, ever lose sight of that. Well, that's very well said. So go out and buy an Airbnb so that you and your family can be under the same roof. Don't buy one as an investment. That's our advice right now. It's a little scary. And that is today's show for you guys. We really appreciate you listening to us. We love providing this content for you. We're going to keep bringing it to you. Please check out some of our short form content. You can check us out on TikTok at the Homeboys Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. We've got a lot of fun clips out there. We're going to keep bringing it to you. Till next time, happy investing.